1: on a Wednesday on which nothing is happening because it's Wednesday and we're a week into the season. So, you know, things haven't really started to heat up on the Premier League front. There are still three weeks left in the transfer window. And if you're a member of the Anfield Index Discord, get yourself in that transfer chat and check the last pinned message by one Gag's Tandem. What I thought I'd do today to amuse myself more than to amuse you is I saw a really interesting conversation on Twitter this morning between Taintless Red, Waz612, Cy Brundish, and one or two other people were kind of contributing to it as well. And it was basically about former Liverpool players who would fit into this Jurgen Klopp team. So what I thought I'd do is have a look back at the Premier League era and what Liverpool players could fit into this team and why and where, more to the point. So let's start off with the first season, 92-93. Bruce Grobelar could have been a sweeper-keeper, but something bad would have happened. It would have gone recklessly wrong. Mike Hooper, no. David James, no. Stigging if you to be crossing from the halfway line would have upset Jürgen very greatly. Rob Jones is a really interesting one because Rob Jones was very good going forward. Rob Jones was like a right-back version of Robo, Not quite as good a crosser, but a better defensive player. And Rob was a good defender, but Rob Jones was really, really good defensively. So if our fullbacks were swapped and our playmaker was on the left, Rob Jones could have played the opposite side to that. Obviously did play as a left back under Roy Evans when McAteer came in, and we'll get to McAteer in a bit. But Rob Jones could play in this team without doubt. Um, as for the centre-backs, Mark Wright could play in this team. Really good ball player. Very similar to Joel Matip in a lot of ways. Better in the air than Joel. In in terms of physicality, Joel is obviously great in the air, but Mark Wright was really physical. Uh, Probably a better defensive player. Could carry the ball and ping a pass. So, yeah, Mark Wright for sure. This John Barnes could play the Thiago role as that controlling midfielder. He became that player a little bit after this. This was just after the Achilles tear. So he was still working his way back. But, I mean, if you got young John Barnes, he could have been the right side of eight. He could have played off either wing. You probably could have converted him into a false nine and he'd have dominated the whole world. Young John Barnes could have played anywhere. This version of John Barnes, maybe the Thiago role. Uh, Hutchinson, no. Steve McManaman absolutely could have played as the right-sided side of eight and been an absolute sensation, could have played off the left wing, similar to how Luis Diaz does now. Didn't have Diaz's pace, but was an incredible dribbler. Steve McManaman was the best player in the Premier League for a couple of years, so absolutely Steve McManaman. Um, Robbie Fowler. I mean... Diogo Jota is like a like a regen of Fowler in some ways. You know that that ability to find the right space to be in, an instinctive finisher, not as good a finisher as Fowler, um, not as good an all-round player as Fowler, quicker than Fowler, but yeah, Fowler could have played in this team. Fowler could have played in any team. Like, young Ian Rush, absolutely, as a nine with his pressing, with everything he was able to do and his goal scoring. This version of Ian Rush, no. Moving on, 93-94. Additions to the squad. Uh, Julian Dix, absolutely not. Neil Ruddock, absolutely not. Nigel Clough could probably do a job now he had limitations but he could play as a nine or a false nine and he could play as an attacking midfielder so if you played him in that right side at eight role and had him just you know find his way into the box and get on the end of things he probably would have done okay like i say he had limitations as a footballer uh dominic matteo came into the team or the squad at that point Uh, I liked Dom, but no would be the answer on him. Uh, 94-95, Roy Evans is in charge at this point. Uh, Michael Stensgaard arrives, definitely not. Phil Bab arrives, definitely not. John Scales was really good uh, for the season. He was at the club, but probably not. I don't think the high line would have suited him all that well. And Mark Kennedy, as a left back maybe, Maybe, but I mean, he would have had to develop a lot. So I'll say no on that one. Uh, 95-96. Signings, Stan Collymore, absolutely. Absolutely. As a false nine or as a nine, Stan Collymore had everything you want. One of the most talented players English football ever saw. But never in the right headspace you'd wonder would things have been different working under someone like Klopp. Someone that could connect with him. Roy Evans is like your uncle. Klopp is your best mate. You tell your best mate things, you won't tell your uncle. Steven Pears, no. Jason McIntyre, yes. Jason McIntyre as a backup to Trent would be dynamite. Uh, Jason McIntyre could fill in on the right side of midfield. So, yeah, you you would take Jason McIntyre. Now, would he be good enough to start? No, but certainly as a squad player. And, and, you know, certain other ones are squad players as well. But Collymore would definitely be a starter. McAteer is a squad player. Uh, Patrick Berger would be a left back. Without question. Bjorn Thor-Kvarme, no. Uh, Nick Rizzo, no. Jamie Carragher. No, Carragher couldn't play in this high line, unfortunately. Now, maybe Carragher could play as a six, which is what he initially was when he first came into the team. Maybe. But not as a centre-back. Michael Owen. Absolutely. 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 But Michael Owen under Klopp would have played the inside left role, the one Sadio played. And I think he would have been absolutely dynamite in that role. Again, people forget just how good Michael Owen was. Michael Owen and McManaman are so often overlooked. Like, I get why everybody loves Fowler. I I really do. But both Owen and McManaman were better players than him. He might have been more naturally gifted than the two of them, but they were better players. Owen was European Football of the Year. McManaman was the best player in the Premier League for a couple of seasons. Fowler was great. He wasn't at that level. 97-98. Ivan Leonardson, absolutely not. Although Klopp would love him. Absolutely love him. Put your head down and run all fucking day. Absolutely. Uh, Paul Lins. No. Klopp wouldn't be putting up with the governor nonsense at all. Uh, Karl-Heinz Riedler. I think Klopp would like him as an option off the bench. Brad Friedel, Be a good backup goalkeeper. Uh, I don't think I've mentioned David James to this point. Uh, Absolutely not. Let's move on. Ninety-eight, ninety-nine. Joe James, no Jones, yes. Fermi, no. Rigobert Song, definitely not. Steve Staunton, young Steve Staunton could have played as a left back in this team. Young Steve Staunton was very, very good. Bob, no. McManaman, yes. Leonardson, Klopp might like him because he's a grafter. Fowler, yes. Owen, yes. Redknapp, no. I just, I don't think so. A very good player, but I don't think so. Uh, Riedler, yeah, I think Klopp would like him as a squad player. Uh, and Hegem, I, I think, would be an okay backup fullback. Patrick Berger would be a fullback. Uh, Sean Dundee, no. Uh, Ince Ferry, free uh, if a squad player, Bjornaby, no. Matteo, uh, no. Tony Warner, no. Carragher, maybe, is a six. Uh, making the first appearance is one Stephen Gerrard, and obviously that's a yes. Uh, and he could have played anywhere. Right back, right side of the midfield, left side of the front three. Imagine young Gerrard, who always seemed to have an extra gear to go up, running at fullbacks down the left and cutting in onto his right foot and just unleashing all hell into the top corner from 25 yards on the angle. Uh, Jimmy Triori, no, Stephen Wright, no, let's move forward. Um, 99 2000, Sammy. I love Sammy, but no, the high line just wouldn't work with Sammy. Uh, Titi Cameron, no, Stefan Ancho, no, Sander Vesterfels. Uh, well, as long as there's not ice on the ball, he'd probably be okay as a backup. Vlady Schmitzer, probably not. We never saw the best of him at Liverpool anyway. Um, Didi Haman could play the fab role. Fab and Didi are very similar in many ways. Eric Meyer, no. Emil Hesky's an interesting one. I- I'd be curious as to what Klopp would do with him because he wasn't really an out and out nine. He might have used him off the left of the front three. And we did see Emil play left wing for Juliet's team a few times. So that is possible. Um, Moving on, Bernard Diamond, uh, no. Gary Mack in the fab role could do a job, absolutely. Peggy Arfix said, definitely not. Marcus Babel, yes, as a centre back, no question. Uh, Nicky Barnby, probably not. Christian Ziga, you'd have to improve his defensive work, but yeah, I think he could. Vignal, no. Sionan, no, Bishkan, no. Yari Littmanen, this was actually what I saw the conversation starting over. Um it depends on what Yari Littmanen you get. If you get the Yari Litmanen that joined us, who was already 30 at that point, then no, no, Yari, that Yari couldn't have played for us. But the Yari Litmanen that played in Louis Van Hal's Ajax team. He definitely could because the role that Bobby played, Lippmann is the one that sort of pioneered that role, where he was originally a 10 who became the main striker in that team, but would drop into midfield and allow the wide forwards, more often Mark Overmars on one side and Ronald DeBoer on the other side, or Fanini George to break into central areas and score goals and, you know, get opportunities in that space that he'd left behind. Litmanen was a a monster in the press in that Ajax team. If you ever get a chance, if you can find a good quality copy of it, go back and look at that Ajax team um, and that run to the European Cup final. They were just such a special team. Van Hal really did craft something extraordinary there. If you can find their second leg against Bayern, where they beat them 5-2, it was just an annihilation. It was like an execution. It was like watching teams play different sports. Like Ajax had figured out something that no one else had. They were just... They were terrifying to go up against or to watch back then. Uh, There's also a couple of group games, the home game against Milan, which was the first game of that campaign and the away leg against Milan. Now remember, this is 94-95. This is still Tassati, Beresi, Costa Curta and Maldini. The the greatest defence that's ever been put together. This is Albertini and Desai in midfield. This is that Milan team under Fabio Capello and Ajax just carved them apart twice. Then they carved apart Bayern in that semi final. And then in the final, they beat uh, beat Milan again for a third time. And again, you look at the names. Now, Panucci had come in at right back at that point, but he was excellent. So Milan had Panucci, Costa Curta, Baresi, Maldini, Donadoni, Albertini, Desai, and Boba. Like that is outrageously good. Up front, they weren't quite as good. They had Daniele Massaro, uh, Massaro and Marco Simone, who were decent players, but not great players. But Ajax were just so special. That three-diamond three. In the final, De Boer played as the nine. and played as the ten. Finiti George, right wing. Overmars, left wing. The flanking midfielders who became the wing-backs when they defended were Seedorf and Davids. Both went on to have incredible careers. Frank Reichard held the defense, would drop in at centre back when needed. Daily blind with Michael Reitziger and Frank de Borey the side. I mean, that team, Van der Saar and goal, that's close to perfect. And it's going up against a team that's also incredible. But again, they just looked like they were a different class. Coming off the bench. Patrick Cliver, Noanku Kanu. Most of that squad, remember, is homegrown from their own academy. Ajax were just different back then. But Litman in, in the, the 9-10 role, because he and De Boer would swap constantly when De Boer played as the 9. When De Boer played as the right winger and Litman played as the, the 9, it would often be... Sadorf who play in that more attacking role in midfield and Littmanen kind of played it more as a traditional nine but when it was him behind De Boer it was just absolutely sensational you could not have wanted to see a better tandem and Frank De Boer, Ronald De Boer obviously made his career as a midfielder but his ability to play that role and in Littmanen's intelligence yeah, Yari Littman could have played in this Liverpool team. He was sensational back then. Injuries slowed him down towards the end of his Ajax tenure. And then his time at, at Barca was basically, uh, he was a mess really. But he'd had some injuries in his last three, four years at, at Ajax. They carried on at Barca. He joined us mid-season and off the back of an injury and he'd lost all his pace. Um, but Yari was Yari was so good. Yari was so good. Like some of his seasons at Ajax. 36 and 39 in 93-94. 26 and 43 in 94-95. 23 and 40 the following year. And then the injury sort of kicked in. But he was different class. So yeah, Yari could have played in this team. Uh, let's move on. Uh, transfers. Johnny Risa, left back. Fine. Yeah, no problem. Chris Kirkland. If you got him that young, you could mould him into a great goalkeeper if you could keep him healthy. Uh Dudek, we owe him so much, but, I mean, he was just... He was, he was rash. Uh Milan Baros, no. Anelka, yeah, I think he'd be a right-sided or a, a left-sided forward, probably, under Klopp, but he could play through the middle. Abel Xavier, no. No, absolutely not. It's the, the only thing I remember about Abel Xavier's career at Liverpool is... When the news was breaking that he was about to move, he was been interviewed at Everton's training ground and Gaza was hanging out the window of the main building shouting, don't go Abel, please don't go. That's the only thing I remember about Abel Xavier's Liverpool career. Uh, Bruno Sheru, no. Elhad Juff, get to fuck. Alou Diara, he had a really good career in the end. It just wasn't for us. If you could keep him fit, maybe Salif Jow, No, and Patrice Luzzi definitely not. 13 uh, thirteen, fourteen. Latalk, I mean, him and cinema Congo. The talent was clear. It just never, it never worked for them, and they never became anything close to what they were predicted to be at young as young players. Uh, Steve Finn and Klopp would love him as a utility fullback who can cover both sides. Harry Kuhl, yeah. You get young Harry Kuhl in for sure. Uh, Mediani, no. Paul Jones, no. We'll move on. 04, 05. Gibrel Cissé, maybe. Yasami, no. Nunes, no. Shabi Alonso, yeah. I mean, obviously, you'd play him as the six, but yeah. Uh, Luis Garcia, yeah, I think club would like Garcia, skillful goal scorer, worked really hard. Uh, Pellegrini, no Morientes, if you got young Morientes, Mar- 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 yes, but not the Morientes that joined us. And again, Scott Carson would be a fine backup goalkeeper. Um, I mean, the guy's still going, so you know, he's had longevity. Uh, 05 06, Barrigan, no Zenden. Versatile squad player, so probably. Pepe Reina as a backup to Ali is actually the kind of the perfect one. Momo, probably not good enough technically, but his energy and application and ball winning was vital to us for a while. Crouch, not mobile enough, so probably not. Roque, no. Hobbs, no. Idrisaj, no. Gonzalez, I think Klopp would like his pace, but Seem to lack anything else. Gronkamp no. Daniel Agger absolutely. Klopp would have liked Agger for sure. Robbie Fowler on the way back, not the Robbie Fowler that came back, but the yeah, the original Robbie Fowler for sure. Craig Bellamy yes, Klopp would love Craig Bellamy. I think Gabrielle Paletta no. Fabio Aurelio yeah, it'd be being left back obviously for us. Uh, Jermaine Pennant no. Couch. Uh, yeah, I mean, as as a Bobby proxy, you could probably probably learn him the role. Didn't have the technical ability of Bobby, but certainly had the work rate, the physicality, and the application to do it. Uh, Nabil Elzar, no. Uh, Jordi Brewer, no. Francisco Duran sends a a boxer, and Alvaro Arbeloa, yeah. As a, as a again as a kind of utility defender, I think he'd be worth. Uh, worth having. Um, Varun and no Benny Yoon. I don't think so. Torres, yes, obviously. Ryan Babel, definitely. As an inside forward on the left, absolutely. Laven, no, not good enough. Itanje, no. Sebastian Leto, I remember he had nice hair. That was about it. Damien Placis, no, probably not. Martin Skirtle, definitely not. I think he'd love Mash I do. I think he'd love Mash Because I think he'd love Conte uh, and Ngolo Kante. And Mash was the better version of Angolo Kante. He was just extremely underappreciated. And remains extremely underappreciated. Degan, no, Decina, no, Cavalieri, no, Robbie Keane, no. And God, these were rough times. Uh Vitor Flora, no. Galaxy. I mean he's still going he's still having a good career with Leipzig Uh, Albert Riera, he'd be a left back, without doubt he would be a left back, up and down the flank all day long Uh, Aquilani, yeah, I mean if you got Aquilani, you can keep him fit then for sure Uh, the idea of Glenn Johnson was always better than the actuality of Glenn Johnson Uh, the Greek tragedy definitely not Maxi Rodriguez, absolutely. I think Klopp would love him. I think he could play as the right side of eight in our team. Um, John Joe Shelby, no. Jovanovic, no. Cole, no. Wilson, no. There's a lot of no from the summer of 2010. Andy Carroll, absolutely not. Luis Suarez, absolutely. More so than anybody else, that lad was born to play for Jurgen Klopp, and it's just a shame that uh, when Fenway Sports Group took over, they couldn't convince Jurgen Klopp. Uh, Brian is still at the club. Chatham, no. Donny, no. Downing, absolutely not. Jose Enrique, no. Sebastian Cuathez, no. Uh, version two of Craig Bellamy, probably not. Original Bellamy, yeah. Other than the fact that he was an absolute headbanger. Um... Barini, no. Joellen, no. Asaidi, no. Sturridge, yes, without question. And Coutinho, yes. And again, Studge, you you want the fit version of Studge. The one that we had for the first 18 months before his body started to fail him. I think Luis Alberto now would be a good fit for this team in Thiago's role. He has developed into an outstanding footballer. A genuinely outstanding footballer. us uh, no. Mignole, no. Colo Ture, no. Thiago Lori, why must you haunt me? Uh, Mamadou Sacco, well, he had him and Sacco's personality just grated on him. So we'll say no. Uh, he would not have bought Lambert. He would not have bought Lalana. Uh, Emory was really good under Klopp, so yeah. Uh, Lazar Markovic, yes. If Klopp had gotten Markovic direct from Benfica, Markovic would have been a much better player. Much better player. He he got broken, his confidence got absolutely destroyed by Rodgers. So, you know, it is what it is. Uh, Lovren, Klopp wouldn't have bought him in a fit. Origi, I, I just don't think Klopp would have actually wanted him. Uh, Same goes for Albi, same goes for Balotelli. And then the final summer of the pre Klopp era, Joe Gomez absolutely... Liverpool now don't sign James Milner if he comes on the market at 28, 29 years of age. They don't even look at him. Not with the money he would have wanted and not with the role he'd be getting in this team. Remember, it's for this team right now. Uh, Danny Ings yeah I I still think Klopp probably would take him as a depth attacker like your 5th or 6th option Bogdan no if you get young Bobby again absolutely, Klein no Benteke no I don't think he'd buy Grijic again I mean I like Gruyich, and he's done fairly well for himself uh, on his loans and now Porto on a permanent but you know I, I don't think he'd redo that one. So there we go. Not the uh, the content you wanted, but the content you got. A run through 25 seasons, uh, or 24 seasons, it might have been, pre-Jürgen Klopp. Uh, and who might have played for him, or who could have played for him? Um, this is Anfield. Where the media predict Liverpool to finish in the 2022-2023 Premier League? Let's have a gander. Uh, Jamie Carragher says Liverpool can win the league. Gary Neville, Mika Richards and Roy Keane all picked City, which I think is fair. The Guardian have Liverpool Dennis as runners-up behind Mohamed Salah. Phil McNulty said uh, Liverpool will finish second. 2 said second. Rio Ferdinand said second. We're really scraping the barrel if we're looking for Rio Ferdinand's opinion. Opta claimed Liverpool are the favourites. Um, the Daily Mail they think it'll be City who win it and us second. At the Mirror, six journalists think we will win the league. Dave Maddock, Colin Miller, Matt, Mal, Matt Maltby, Mark Jones, Darren Lewis, David McConnell and Simon Bird. They all pick Liverpool to win the league. Um, a total of 22 BBC pundits were asked, and nine of them picked Liverpool. This is the same BBC pundits you'll remember that had us finishing third and fourth last season. Um, a great bunch of lads. Yeah, so I mean, look, the majority of people don't think we'll win the league. If I'm honest, I think we'll finish second. If I'm being honest, I think we finish second. But that all changes if we improve our midfield. It really does. Because that is the only thing holding us back it's the only thing between us and perfection or as close to perfection as you can get with a 25-man squad. Uh, Liverpool £113 million duo ready to ignite according to the uh, liverpool.com that is Darwin and Diaz. Thiago Injury can help Liverpool unearth another Trent Alexander-Arnold, that's Basitich uh, as the piece on Matthias Nunes. It's a piece on Harvey Elliott. Uh, Jurgen Klopp has surprised Thiago Air compared to Andreas Iniesta. It hurts my head, which already hurts. Liverpool make bid for 42 million Spain Ford, as Mohamed Salah influences explained. Let's see what tripe this is, because you know it's going to be tripe. Uh... Jeremy Pino, is it? Oh no. It's a Brazilian player at Porto. Pepe. Uh, 70 million euro release clause. Apparently, Arsenal are interested in him. Seems unlikely. Seems unlikely. Uh, Mohamed Salah influences transfers, allegedly. Bid made for Spanish winger. Oh, this is Jeremy Pino. This part is about Jeremy Pino. I I would have doubts that there is a bid made. But I do think we probably do like the guy. He's a a good player. And that's it, folks. That is it. There's no new articles on Anfieldindex.com. We do have some new podcasts, if you haven't heard them yet. The AI Pro Plus, which is Trev and Dave Davis having a look at transfers around Europe. Uh, The new Under Pressure is up. Gags, the two Dans and Young Brundish uh, having a chat about Fulham. And there is a fatigue index, which is again Young Brundish, with Dr. Tom Little, who works for Sheffield United. He is their head of nutrition. Uh, So do check that
0: out and I'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically.